Hello everyone and welcome back to the Football Zone. Today we have the second episode and before we get into it, I would just like to say that we've got Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram and the Patreon. Everything will be linked down below in the description and for those who are wondering about Patreon, you can basically go in there and donate to us. Uh, but if you don't want to do that and you simply don't have the funds for that, you can just promote us. That helps us out as well. So, uh, Hakim, I'll let you take the word. Yeah. So, for you guys on YouTube, as you can see in the title, this is episode two. If you guys want to see episode one, go over to Spotify and check it out. We did that last week. We didn't have the facilities to record on YouTube that time around. But now we're on YouTube. And for those of you guys on Spotify, you guys can't see on the whiteboard behind us that we have the topics that we're going to be talking about today. So, throughout the episode, we're going to be narrating as well as possible for the things that you obviously can't see. And without further ado, let's get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the weekend recap, as we always do every week. And then we're going to have a European roundup discussing Champions League and Europa League and just touching upon the Conference League. And then lastly, we're going to be talking about the England World Cup squad and the controversy around that. And who we, if we were Southgate, would take to the World Cup. Not our predictions, but who we would take if we were the manager. So let's dive right into it. Yeah. Serie A will start with first. Yeah. Napoli, they're going strong. By the way, if you guys see me looking down, it's my notes. And I'm not going to knock the mic. If you guys can see the difference between Peter's and my notes. Yeah. Only those on YouTube can see it. Yeah. You know you know he's prepared when he comes like this. Me, I was just dashing all my notes beforehand. Yeah. But yeah, so Napoli, they're stay going on, really they, strong. Stay on top. Stay unbeaten as well. Mm-hmm. They lost to Liverpool in uh, in, in the midweek. Yeah. Um, 2-0. Right? 2-0, yeah. yeah. With two really late goals. Yeah, yeah, but that game didn't matter all that much. Um, Yeah, but the 2-0 game didn't really really matter. Unless Liverpool had gotten one more, then they would have won the group. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously it is uh, a shame for Napoli mm. that they lost the yeah. first game. Yeah, uh, but the So the, the only unbeaten team in Europe is PSG mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. As of right now, yeah. in, in all competitions. Yeah, um, in all competitions. Yeah, it yeah. used to be we... we Talked about this early on, but also Real Madrid and stuff. Yeah. But no, Napoli, they, they are doing really good in the league as well. And they, they are staying on top. Mm. And, you know, you, you would think that they would actually not even be in top six when you think about it. Because they got rid of Koulibaly, Mertens, Insigne, mm. Fabian Ruiz. So you wouldn't even consider them a top six team. But arguably, they're at the top. Arguably all their best teams have gone. But yeah. one thing that does shock me is that you see Inter in seventh place and yeah. Juventus... And Inter just come off a 2-0 loss. Juve, they're sat fifth place and suddenly that's a whole flip in the... Yeah, and Juve, they also didn't make it out of the group. No. But they just yeah. beat Inter 2-1. Yeah. And Milan as well, staying consistent from last year, they came off with a 2-1 win. Um, but yeah, Italy, Italy's... you got to keep an eye on that one this I think, year. I think it's the most competitive league this year. 100%. I, I think so. Really? The top six in there, the, you've, got some, you've got some teams in Over there. Over the Prem? You a competitive like how it is on, on the table. How many points there's oh, between? Oh, in terms of point tag. Yeah, it, okay. how many points there's between the first mm-hmm. and the seventh? Yeah, there's uh, not very many. Yeah, no. Uh, right. Other than Napoli, because they've they've gone unbeaten the yeah. whole season. Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. And in Spain, Real Madrid dropped points. Yeah, they lost to Rayo Vallecano. Mm-hmm. Three shock. two. Yeah, yeah. That sees Barca go back up to the top two points clear with thirty four points. Yeah, and then Barca secured a two no win to make sure that they yeah. took that I'm top a, space again. Yeah, I I uh, I watched that game and it could have easily been like eight nil Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ferran Torres he missed mm-hmm. a lot of chances, but he's he's a player that I like, and mm. uh, you know that as well. I really like Ferran Torres. I think he's a good player. Mm. He just doesn't finish his chances. He gets into the right positions 
at the right times, but he just cannot get that finishing touch, mm-hmm. which is uh, a shame for him because he's such a great player. And he got subbed out as well, and you mm-hmm. could clearly tell that he was very unhappy. By the way, PK, his last game for Barcelona. Of course, legend. Yeah, absolute legend. Club legend, but it 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 was about time. Mm. Yeah. Do you think? Why do you think he decided to leave in the in the middle of a season when Barcelona are doing well? Would you? Um, do you just think he had enough? Or no, he problems? he he got first of all he got a lot of hate because he was terrible. He was a liability mm-hmm. whenever they played him, like we saw against Inter. Yeah. Uh, he was the main factor as to why they conceded the first goal. Yeah. And again, the winter break is coming up now. Mm-hmm. And then they don't start the season until uh, December 30th, I think. Yeah. So they have time to also get in a new centre-back. Yeah. So his time, he, he knew his time was done. Yeah, he knew his time was done. And now we've got such a long break. So yeah. it, it, it is the correct decision to do it now. And I also saw that he... Um, he basically let boss off the the thirty million that they owe him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is shows great yeah, character. Very, and that shows how much he loves the club as well. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Obviously, for a footballer, maybe. When but thirty million is a lot. Long, of it's still thirty yeah. million euros. Yeah. Like, when you're retiring. But then again, PK, that. he is also a businessman. So thirty million is just something he throws at stuff. Yeah, and, and I guess a business opportunity for him in the future or coaching or whatever is yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, he said that as so, well. Yeah, so, right. there you go. So, PK mm. retired. Um, yeah. And Bet- Betis, Betis fourth place. There were three three one one draws this weekend in the La Liga. Three red cards in that game mm. against Sevilla. Three mm. red cards. Yeah. All, I, 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 uh, I watched the game and I would say all three of them were correctly. Yeah. Uh, but, again, it's also a derby. Uh, Betis, Sevilla. Mm. Um, but yeah, they it, they were all good, good calls by the ref, and uh, you know it, it's it's really fun to see a game when you play like nine against ten players. Yeah. It's fun to see yeah, a lot I... of crazy stuff happens, but <laughs> it only ended in a one-one draw. Mm. So, but yeah, that that was there was a lot of drama yeah, in that game. Definitely, well. definitely. Yeah. Um, moving on to Germany, Bayern still on top as they should be. Not Ooh. still. They just got on top yeah. this week. Okay, because, back on top. Yeah. My bad. Union Berlin mm-hmm. lost 5-0 to Leverkusen. Which is a bit of a shock considering how well they've been going yeah. this season. And, and Bayer Leverkusen have been very bad. Mm. They were in the relegation zone up until a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And uh, they at, at halftime, it was 0-0. And Leverkusen mm. scored five goals in the second half. Yeah. That that was an unreal game. Just suddenly, you just turn on the gas. Yeah. And Leverkusen knew everyone's going to be watching. You're playing against the top yeah. team. Maybe this is the time to turn our season around. Um. But two, two to the, to a football fan who doesn't necessarily follow football the way we do, seeing teams like Union Berlin and Freiburg in the top three in a in that. a top league is not necessarily something you see every day. Obviously, Dortmund at fourth, which is a bit surprising considering the fact that they are considerably stronger than the rest of the teams that are above them. Um, but they just come off a three 0 win, yeah. Um, and as you said, Berlin lost five 0 yeah. And then Leipzig chilling at sixth, yeah. Considering they're in Europe and Freiburg, Berlin, and Frankfurt, uh, Frankfurt are as well, yeah. But two two non European teams are just fighting really hard in the Bundesliga, so that looks good for competitiveness over in that league this year. Did Frankfurt make the uh, the did they get sixteen? No, I know they wait. No, they did. Yeah, they did. Okay, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because I I I forgot to print out something. I was gonna talk. We were gonna talk about the European competitions, yeah. and I had the uh, pictures of the group stages. Of the no, not the group stages, uh, the knockout games. Yeah. I had them printed. I got out. them here. I got them. Good here. because I forgot to print that out as yeah. well. But yeah, um, let's head over to the Premier League. The right? Premier League. We don't we don't do League One 
We no. don't do we don't do farmers and the goat Leo didn't even play this weekend, yeah. so there's no point even talking. I'll, about I want them. to start at one point. Um, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Mm. Uh, great game. I feel it's like. nothing personal. Did you see that? It's nothing personal. What? No. Before the game, a couple of days before, Chelsea did a promotion video for the game and they got Aubameyang to say, I'm blue now. It's nothing personal. I'm ready. And then oh. he gets subbed off in the 67th minute. With yeah, he, he, might, he might take down that video. Uh, yeah. He lost the game. When Gabriel scored, he ran over to Aubameyang and celebrated in front of him. And then some of the players posted afterwards. That's good. Nothing personal. That's good. Yeah. That does deserve, you know, when you sometimes, as Danny Parejo once said, when you spit up, it falls down in your face mm-hmm. sometimes. So yeah, legendary quote. Yeah, that's what happens, you know, and I like it. And it's mm-hmm. Aubameyang's fault. Yeah. Uh, and who? Do, oh, you're all especially with a club with such rivalry, such history yeah. together, and you just you just jump between. Not many players have done that jump, yeah. but the players that have, if you talk to either fan, either fan bases, you will know that there's no love left in a relationship when someone does something like that. And then you take it that extra step further to go and hum- try and humiliate your old club, and then end up humiliating yeah. yourself. Shocking from Aubameyang. Yeah. But it, it was a good game overall. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a, a bit boring at times, but I thought that the right winner was Arsenal. Yeah. They, they, they won the game and they should have won the game. And I mean, Chelsea Chelsea this season aren't doing too well. No, they're, they're seventh. seventh place. They're seventh. Yeah. And they're, they're going to meet third place Newcastle. Mm, which is, it was the last, last top game left before the World Cup. Yeah. So that will be an interesting watch. Yeah. But before, not talking about the top six or seven or whatever it is this year Leeds and Bournemouth 4-3 that was an unreal game you guys should definitely I'm always going to be telling you guys to go and check out some highlights or games I don't even know too much about the game but it was really entertaining so go check it out and Leeds coming off suddenly as a a good Playing team. Really they, well. As you said last episode, they hadn't won a game since mm. August. Then yeah. they went against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And, right? and, and No, Chelsea. Liverpool. Liverpool, sorry. Yeah. Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Um, it was Brighton who yeah. won against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. I'm, I'm reasonably sure it was a comeback as well, which is, um, yeah. yeah, it's good to it's see good. that more teams in the Premier League are doing well, which is why I was a little bit shocked when you said the Napoli thing. I guess the um, the Serie A thing with the, being, the league yeah, being with more the competitive. Points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you also have Going back to Serie A just quickly, you mm-hmm. also have teams who are not usually in the top six up there, like uh, Udinese, mm-hmm. but they start to fall a little bit down again now. Yeah. It's a team that I follow closely, mm-hmm. given one of my favorite players plays there, yeah. Delefeo. Mm-hmm. So, but they they fallen uh, back down again. Yeah. But another game, Aston Villa completely obliterates Manchester United. Mm-hmm. That was a really good game. I watched it, and Aston Villa they were, I think they were honestly owning the game. And then Manchester United, they got one back, but that didn't bother Aston Villa. No. They scored a couple of minutes Kept after that. Kept it cool. Yeah. Um, do they have a new manager yet? Oh, Unai Emery. Unai Emery, yeah. Of course. Since yeah. Gerrard left, they've been a totally different team. Yeah. And that's Emery for you, world-class yeah. manager. Um, what was their result last week? They won a game 4-0 as well. Okay, there I, you go. But then they lost. No, they've already had... This is their second win in a row under Emery. This. Yeah. Okay. Unreal from, from uh, Aston Villa. And talking about another... Like big team, big clubs. Mm-hmm. Liverpool uh, win two one against Spurs. Mm-hmm. I feel like the second half. I did not watch the first half. Yeah. Where both of the goals came from Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Uh, good that he's back on form finally. Definitely. But I feel like the second half, Spurs, they were the better team. A hundred percent. I mean, there's this thing going around now that Spurs are second half Spurs. Even Kane said yeah, it in yeah. his post match interview because the first half Spurs were shambolic. I watched that game. And Liverpool cooked them. That's the type of Liverpool that we're used to seeing. The team that's going to win a Prem or a Champions League. It was absolutely unreal from them. But then second half, 
table just to- totally switched. Kulisevsky came on and changed the game. Yeah, he was really good mm. when he came on. Mm, Ma- instant impact. Mm-hmm. Amazing assist. And again, Thiago lunging into tackles, selling himself. Um, but first, Liverpool's first away win of the entire season. That's good. In, it's good to in, get away in, wins. In, uh, in the league. Yeah, in the league. So, um, it's good to get away wins as well. Yeah. It also shows that you are a strong team mm-hmm. and strong individuals. Yeah. So I think we should just head straight to the next topic, yeah. which is the Europa Competitions Roundup. Yeah. Let's start at the Champions Actually, League. Actually, before, before we yeah. go on, just a quick thing. We can touch upon that when we talk about the Champions League draw. But Liverpool have been put off for sale. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, many Liverpool fans I've seen on Instagram and Twitter that are very happy about that. But do you think a, an oil money owner really suits the Liverpool? No, no, no. No one would be happy with it, that, it would It suits City in the sense that they were never really like the history club but Liverpool is a club with immense history Mm -hmm. so to get taken over like that it's just it's not right no especially in a season where they're doing poorly suddenly they just decide okay we're gonna we're gonna buy people out now we're gonna it's also kind of ironic that Jurgen Klopp has complained a lot about City having players and stuff like that and then Liverpool might get taken over it's kind of ironic for their sake I really hope that doesn't happen yeah Um, but yeah go on let's let's move on Europa competition roundup yes Um, I think we should just start by talking about the draws, really. Rigged. Rigged. Yeah, 100, Rigged. 100%. Did you see the video of, no, I of, the, of the Europa League one where the, the, one of the, the people who did the draw, he put his hand in to draw out United and then he put his hand on the ball and then just circled it. You know how they mix it yeah, up? Yeah, I didn't see he it, just but had I his know hand. it's rigged. Yeah, he I just know, had his I hand know. that was coming I like know this. it's rigged. Yeah, no, 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 but, no, but it, it is rigged. Like, mm. it is rigged. It's yeah. not something, like, it's not a bold statement to say it's not a conspiracy theory. It, it is actually rigged. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no way that, let, for the last two seasons, Barca and Bayern have met each other in the Champions League group stages. Yeah. And and Real, they always meet, like, the same teams. Shakhtar, Real, Shakhtar, they always meet mm. each other. Um, and Liverpool Napoli always Liverpool meet each other. Liverpool Napoli always meet each other as well. Mm. And of course they had to line it up so Barca and United would meet each other. And Liverpool Real Madrid, because who doesn't want to see a Champions League yeah. final rematch? Mm. So again, Chelsea uh, And City get the easy draw. Yes, as always. City, as always, Leipzig, yeah. So it, it it is I'm sorry, but it is rigged. Yeah. It it really is. And the it kind of ruins the Champions League in a way, because the quality yeah. of football this season we're gonna see in the Champions League is just not gonna be as good because half of the good teams are gonna get knocked out. Obviously Dortmund and Chelsea aren't the biggest teams, but still they're gonna one of them is gonna go out early. Bayern or PSG, one of them's gonna go oh, out yeah, early. Oh yeah, I didn't even touch upon that yeah. game. Again, another Champions League final in twenty twenty. Yeah. That's one Champions League final, and then the Champions League final right here we got we get that again. Yeah. That's just proof that it's rigged. And then just it just happens to be that Inter and Porto and Frankfurt and Napoli meet each other, and then Bruges and Benfica, who you, who you yeah. would argue are the smaller yeah, teams. Small teams, yeah. yeah. It's it's absolutely, and then as you said again, just hap- it just happens to be that the two biggest teams in the Europa League group stage um, draw each other in the next yeah. round. It's so rigged. It's so rigged. It really is. Yeah. Um, but. We we're not gonna come with our predictions now for the games because obviously it happens even after the winter transfer window. Yeah. So some of the teams will just get a whole new team yeah. and complete Things makeover. Change by then. Yeah, complete makeover mm-hmm. of some teams. Maybe not a complete one. It is the winter transfer window, but some small adjustments here and there. Maybe Liverpool will will buy a midfielder who's not injury prone. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But that would. That but would the other competitions else. as well. We talked about Manchester United and Barcelona. Uh, arguably the the biggest game in uh, the Europa League. Yeah, 
One of the biggest we've seen in a while as well. Yeah. Two heavyweights. The Europa League is also very exciting this year. Mm. A lot of good teams are there. Who do you there. think will win the Europa League between Arsenal United and Barcelona? I don't know. It's look, it's not even those three teams. Like you've got Juventus in there as well. I know that I I don't think they're gonna win no, it. True, true. Yeah. But I'm just saying that you've got big names in there. Ajax as well. Mm-hmm. Real Betis, Roma. Yeah, I mean, as you said, I have a list here. Ajax, Atletico, Barca, Sevilla, FCK. Yeah. Personally, because we live in Copenhagen. And Juventus. None of them big made it through to the group, Jay. Yeah. No, Juve finished fourth. They don't have Europe anymore. Yeah. They finished fourth. No, they finished third. Juve finished third. Oh, Maccabi, Hafia finished yeah. fourth. And, and, Atletico and, and, finished fourth. Yeah. Yeah, they're out of Europe. Sorry. Bayer Leverkusen are in uh, Europa League as well. So mm-hmm. there's big teams in there. Mm-hmm. Big name clubs. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. And in terms of Bayern and PSG, I was talking to Jacob Elia, a friend of mine who's a Bayern fan, and he was saying how incredibly unfair it is that Bayern can almost have a perfect record in the Champions League and then end up facing a team like PSG. Because PSG didn't even top their group. They came second. Yeah, but Rouge that's not how it works. Obviously, but it's still, you would think, not, uh, not you Rouge, get an but easy... Benfica won. Sorry. Yeah, yeah but that, that's not how it works, though. Like Unfortunately. Yeah, like how well you do if you go six for six... It doesn't change like the odds. But I don't think they didn't go six for six, right? They went no, I'm I'm just saying it. Six. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. matter how many mm. games you win. It doesn't change mm. the odds of yeah. of getting like if if you want to blame anyone, you really have to blame PSG for not finishing <laughs> first. Yeah. Because let's say they didn't get PSG, then they would have gotten Benfica. Yeah. If Benfica finished second, mm-hmm. so it's well, maybe they wouldn't have because the game was fixed. Yeah, uh, that's true though. That's a good point because yeah. it is fixed. You never yeah. know with this type of stuff. Conference League, I don't know too much about that one, but I do have a winner prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking Villarreal will win that competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Ham is in there as well. Mm-hmm. Fiorentina as well. And Nice, Casus nice. Michael's new club. Yeah. yeah, but I think it will be Villarreal. Uh, they've got good players. Yeah. They were in the Champions League semifinals last season. The year before that, they won the Europa League. Yeah. So I it's think it's hell of a European roller coaster right? yeah. they've been on there. Yeah. You well, suddenly you, European glory, nearly European glory on the highest stage and then the lowest mm, stage. To the pity pity tournament. Yeah. Just so they made that just so United could get Europe. Yeah. Um so that's yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah. But also, um was gonna mention about in the Europa League that uh, Michelin also went through. So we have they a Danish did. team in uh, Danish team in the Europa League. Yeah. Knockout stages. I don't know if Silkeborg went through to the Conference League. I don't think. I they don't did. think they unless did. they finished second. Yeah, uh, but no, they didn't. I would have written it down. A yeah, fun thing about the Michelin group: eight, 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 eight on the points. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the points like first, second, third, fourth, all had the exact same points. Yeah, it was down to head to head goal difference. All those other things. Yeah, it was that. That must be a tough one to take. That you finish on the same points as the first one, and you don't even. You get you nothing go through, from it. Yeah, you, you, you don't even go down to the Conference League. You literally just go all the way out. Yeah. By the way, a thing I want to talk about, the Europa League, some people, I don't think everyone knows exactly how it works. Mm. So the, the, the one who finishes first in their group, they don't go to the... Obviously, there is the uh, preliminary playoffs, yeah. which people some people don't know about. Yeah. So the one who finishes second in their group, they don't go straight to the round of 32 mm. or round of 16. Round of 16. Round yeah. of 16. They go to the round of thirty two mm-hmm. with the teams who finished third in the their Champions in the Champions League. League. Mm. So that is why, especially in Europa League, that it matters so much whether or not you finish first or second. Mm-hmm. I would argue it matters more than it mm-hmm. does in the Champions Definitely. League because you have to play one more, uh, two more games, yeah, one more uh, round. And in United's 
sake uh, case now. Yeah. Now they've got to yeah, face yeah. Barcelona, Barcelona instead of just having a free take into the next round. Exactly. And that's going to be that's really bad for them because yeah. they've also got the league to think about their fighting and another game against a huge heavyweight like Barcelona potentially who will knock them out is just absolutely shocking for a team like that to finish second to Sociedad. Exactly. Um, and I there was obviously a visible frustration from Uncle Ronaldo as there always is. Um but yeah, so yeah. That, that again, what he said this uh, when he said against a team like Sociedad, yeah. nothing wrong about Sociedad. It wasn't a diss at Sociedad. I know that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah. It for them not to finish first really came back to bite them in the butt mm-hmm. because now they have <laughs> yeah. to run into a heavy giant like Barcelona mm-hmm. instead of just getting the free ticket. And you know the the Tottenham group, um, yeah. the group stage throughout that night, I was looking on live score and. All of the teams had been in a different place in the group yeah, throughout the crazy. whole night. Yeah. Emotions must have been yeah. running so high for any roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> Definitely, like, quite literally. Tottenham. They went, I think, from second to third to first. Marseille, they were top at one point, and now they're out of Europe. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, there's been a, a bit of a, a lot of emotions in Europe, but that's what football's about. Yeah, that's good yeah. because this group stage has been very exciting, and mm-hmm. I think we will see the best Champions League maybe of all time. Wait, no, no, not Champions League. The best Europa, all the competitions. Yeah. Because Europa League is so exciting as well. Because this this year, I guess you can see in England, you can see in Italy, and you can see somewhat in Spain that teams aren't running away with it so early on. Everyone has a good team. Like you see Chelsea and Liverpool in yeah. in, in six, seventh and eighth. You see Juve and Inter out of Champions League sports in Italy. You see, you see Dortmund in yeah. fourth and Sevilla in the relegation zone. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, for you guys on YouTube, if you don't go and check out the Spotify thing, the important thing I have to tell you about the first episode is that both of our, both Peter and I have had podcasts before this, but they, mine were never released and his was. But on my first episode, he predicted before the season started that Sevilla would have their worst season ever. When I say ever, like he said, Sevilla will have never had a worse season in their history in terms of when people knew them. I'm not sure how they were in flipping World War Two times. Um, I don't know that either. Yeah. But, but like modern history. And obviously. and he called it. They're, they're 17th. And they, they, had a, they had a dip in the relegation zone at one point, didn't they, last week? Last week there were relegation yeah. zone. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> something to know about this guy. He, he's, he means business. I, I, I will say this, though. I still don't think that they will finish top 10. That one. I mean, I, I mean now, yeah. now I, I said last time that we were one third through the whole season. Mm-hmm. We we weren't, but we are getting closer to yeah. for every single match day. You lose something. Mm. Like what happens when we are on match day like twenty, yeah. and they're still fifteen. Yeah. Anyway, Europa competition. I think we we've done that roundup. Should we go to the next topic? Do you think? England. Let's do it. England squad for the this World Cup. This is what I've been looking forward I to. I think we should start by presenting, first of all, the formation that we want to play in the World okay. Cup. Um, I want to play a 5-2-3. Okay. And um, you, you you, told me that last time before we recorded yeah. that, that that was your formation too. Yeah. So it was, and I feel like a bit of a traitor because I've gone back on my decision mm. when it comes to that. Obviously, if you can't tell by now that I support England, then you need to get your eyes and your ears checked. But um, I feel very passionately about Southgate in a very negative way. And I do have here three different formations that England possibly could play. I have one more um, as well. One more they're all Brexit formations because Southgate's oh. a Brexit manager. True. So I've got 5-2-3 as Peter does as well. Because let's be realistic. He's probably going to take Maguire and play him in a, in a three-back. Exactly. Um, And then I've got a 4-3-3 and a, and a bit of a different 4-4-2 just... Um, to fit a little special someone in there. 
But um, should I start? Should we go? Should we go goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, and then attackers? Yeah, and then we will present our formation. Yeah. Last. All right. Let's do that. So obviously the World Cup squad will consist of twenty three to twenty six players. Twenty six. It's twenty six. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, my goalkeeper. Who I want to start is Ramsdale. Okay. He's been really good for Arsenal. He Definitely. he makes the, the World Cup squad. Next one is Henderson. And the third one is Pickford. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any really other English keepers like that. You've missed one. I have. You've, you've had a... Yeah. Then tell me who it is. This is a rest thinker. This one's going on TikTok. Nick Pope. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He had his Twitter moment where everyone tweeted Nick Pope and then that was kind of it. I mean, for me, Pope starts. Okay. For me, for me, Pope starts. I'll give you my reason in a second, and then I have Ramsdale and Pickford as well. Obviously, Pickford is England's World Cup keeper. He has to go, and he's a, he's a good keeper. And the reason Pope starts for me over Ramsdale is because he's been, firstly, this season, both of them have had very phenomenal form. But I think about it like this. The keeper who's doing the best behind the worst defence is the better one of the two. If you put if you put Ramsdale in that Newcastle defence, not taking anything away from Newcastle considering that they're third, but then, and then in contrast, if you put Pope in that Arsenal defense, I think Pope thrives more in a better team. And Pope has also been a huge part of Newcastle's rebuild. And for that simple reason, Pope's form, and I hate to quote FPL, but the amount of point that points that guy gets for me is. So for me, you know for what? Me Pope I, is in. I, can, I can go with Pope as well, but I'm not going to trade out Henderson or Ramsdale. I'm going to trade out Pickford. That, that's fair enough. Because I he's, hate he's not good anyway. enough. Yeah. He's not good enough. I mean, Henderson's a good keeper as well. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I can, I, can, I can back that. Yeah. All right. I've gone with my right backs. and uh, good defenders, yeah. Yeah. The first one is obviously Trend. Yeah. The second one, he's still questionable, but Reese James, I don't think he's going to mm-hmm. make it. And I don't think he should for his own sake. Yeah. Uh, he's still he's what twenty four or something like that. He's young, twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, so he's still got at least two World Cups in him. Yeah. So I don't think he should go to this World Cup Definitely for his own not. sake, at risk of ending his whole career. Do you know what his injury is? Uh, no. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was something to do with his ankle or knee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that's bad. Yeah. As look, look. If it's something with your leg, don't go. Yeah. Don't Definitely go. Definitely not. Uh, Trippier, I have as well. Uh, obviously been insanely good for Newcastle. Gets goals and assists. Yeah. Um. I I had Cal Walker, but he's not going to the World Cup, uh, and I will explain why I had him as a right back. Um, no, sorry, I actually have him as a center back, but yeah. he he is a right back. Yeah, but I I will explain that later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what's your right backs? Um, so for my right backs, I've only taken two. Mm. I'm taking Trent and Trippier. Okay. The fact that there's talk about Trent not even going to the World Cup is sorry for interrupting quickly. Mm-hmm. I also have only two right backs yeah. because Walker Walk and Trivier are not going. Yeah, and Trivier and sorry, yeah. Reece James is not going. Yeah, go the on. fact that there's talk about Trent not going to the World Cup is absolutely shocking for me. Number one, because England have four world class right backs: Trent Alexander Arnold, Reece James, Carl Walker, and Kieran Trippier. Two of them are injured. There's no way you're only going to the World Cup with one right back. And if you take two and you don't take Trent. You got a screw loose in your head. Yeah, who are you gonna pick? Wan Bissaka. He's exactly. not even played this season. Exactly, exactly. And he I heard someone played, tell yeah. me Wan Bissaka should go to the World Cup. He does Like, play. why do you think that? Because he has an eighty-seven rated card in FIFA. Yeah. And the the thing, the worst thing, I don't even think his eighty-seven rated is a performance based. It's it's a Europa League card. It's yeah, it's one, not even no, performance based. One, no, exactly. He's not even played in the Europa. I yeah. don't even think he's played in the Europa League. No. I I went and checked the stats mm. uh, the. Uh, yesterday to see yeah. like who actually plays yeah. because obviously I've not watched every single game this season it's impossible yeah. but I was like okay Wan Bissaka doesn't even play yeah. that, so so why would he go to the World Cup that lot plays instead yeah, yeah. yeah. which deserve it to so but then yeah. why pick Wan Bissaka when he's sure. not even in form yeah. 
Um, and then I'm going to go to my left backs because it's yeah. a good a little transition. Um, I also has have Trippier down as a left back yeah. because I'm pretty sure during England's 2018 World Cup run, he played off the left sometimes. And then for Atletico, when they did well in Europe, he also played on the left. And that's also because of lack of options because on um, on my sheet here, I've got Luke Shaw. And obviously Luke Shaw isn't the greatest player, but he's sort of picking up his form again for Man United recently. And Roberto Carlos, that came that was a, that was a trend for a reason. When he plays for England, he's a different animal. He scored in the final. Exactly. Um that was one of the greatest moments of my life. For five minutes. And well, then, it was a good yeah, forty five yeah. or fifty minutes. Um but yeah. And the thing is I might have messed up my, my numbers. Bear with me for ten seconds. One, two, me three, too. four, five, six, seven, Counting eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. No, I haven't. Okay. He's counting as well. Um, and then my left back, I've gone with my other left back. I've gone with Tyreek Ty Mitchell. Now, the only reason I've got him in there is because you can't go to the World Cup with your main left back as Luke Shaw and then not have a backup. And then your backup be your right back, leaving you with only one right back who arguably can't defend. So that 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 definitely isn't going to work. That's why Mitchell, there's been a lot of talk about Mitchell in, in the past year. He's a good player. He's young. I'm pretty sure Southgate likes him, and I definitely think that the, he should be going, especially because there's no other options. Can um, I say one thing? Cool. I, I, I did consider Mitchell as well, mm-hmm. but I don't think when, when he needs to get like into the England team, mm-hmm. I think the World Cup is a terrible place to, to do to it. Start. It's not a place to experiment in the World mm-hmm. Cup. You mm-hmm. want to do that, do that in the Nations League or in the Friendlies. Yeah. Like Italy, obviously they're not going, mm-hmm. but in... in <laughs> But, you know, uh, in the Nations League, they played with players that you've never even heard of. Yeah. So you want to go with Italy. Yeah. Uh, you want to go like Italy they did in the Nations League. Play players like that, like like him, in the Nations League. Don't yeah. just take him out for a World Cup on his first. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's, been, if, if he's been called up before, yeah. but he's not an established left back no. at the National League. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he's been called up before either. But just quickly... If you guys disagree with anything that's going on here or have anything to say about it, make sure to drop a comment. Yeah. And drop a like, obviously, but especially if you're happy that Italy aren't going to the World Cup, please. So do that for us. Can and I... subscribe as well. Wow, it feels weird saying that for the yeah. first time running a YouTube channel. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Give me your give me your left back. My left back. Luke Shaw. Mm-hmm. I would have put Chilwell, but he's obviously injured. Unfortunately. Uh, I did pick Ryan Sessegnon as well because he is a, a oh, wing back. Sessignon. Yeah, he okay. goes up and down the field. Yeah. And he, he has been good for Spurs. Yeah. And I have actually picked Aaron Cresswell okay. because he is like an established left back. Like he knows the game. He's mm-hmm. played the game before. Again, he's not like an established left back for, for England, but yeah. he knows the game. You know, he's been there a while, mm-hmm. been at West Ham for a long Sesson time. Young's a good one, you know. I didn't yeah. think about that because he plays often for Spurs, doesn't yeah. he? And he's got some, he's been up there, goals and assists. You know what? I, I would, I'll give that to you. Okay, I thanks. would definitely put Sesson Young in there over Mitchell. Yeah. Um, but Creswell, I don't know. Yeah. Creswell's a bit washed, I can't lie. Yeah. Again, but I mean, to, I be have... fair, to be fair, if you're thinking about Sesson Young and Mitchell and Shaw, Creswell won't really touch the squad. True. Then, yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, center backs. Uh, yeah. Can I start? Well, yeah. I've got first of all. John How many have you got? Firstly. I've got six, but I'm okay. I'm very very willing to cut that down to four or five. Right. I've got four. So. Yeah, I'm ve- I'm willing to cut it down. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong because uh, I made this list in a bit of a hurry. Yeah. I've got John Stones. Mm-hmm. I've got Tomori. Yeah. I've got Joe Gomez. Mm-hmm. Got Chris Smalling. Mm-hmm. Got Ben White. Uh-huh. And the last one, 
this is not because I think he's a good player. I, I don't like the way he plays. It's Harry Maguire, and that is only because I think that Southgate, he, he, he usually plays Maguire in a five-back. And sometimes Maguire... I'm he, leaving. I'm leaving. Listen to me. Sometimes Maguire, he thrives in a five-back formation. When he ha- when he's in the middle and he has no, I'm I'm not. Com- I'm, the thing is, I'm talking negatively about Maguire. Yeah. That's what I'm trying yeah. to do. I'm trying to say that he he is good enough when he has protection around him. When he's the middleman, he's got two on each side and then two on the wing backs. Yeah. Then he's an all right player. He's yeah. been good for England in a five back before. Yeah. I don't want him. I don't think he should go. But this one, I actually based yeah. off what I think is going to happen, and I think he will pick Maguire. Because he can thrive in a five back. So that's what is that what you think or what you want? You wouldn't want it. Yeah. So you said you wouldn't want him to go. Yeah, I think, think he should, I but think, you think he will. I think he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if there's not other players, I think he should just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's not gonna pick Ben White, I think he might as well pick Maguire because who else are you gonna pick, right? Yeah. Uh, but I do think Smalling is favored over him. Gomez, Tomori Stones, all should be favored over yeah. him. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I do like the fact that you have six centre-backs, bearing in mind that we will probably play a five-back formation. Yeah, so you need three on the pitch at the same and time. And then you need some backups. I've yeah. only got four, which mm, you, I might need have to you need might one need more. to have put one more in there. You need five. Definitely wouldn't be Maguire. I definitely understand that in a five-back, when he has protection, he's not a bad player. There's a reason there was an 80 million price tag on him. But simply because of how bad he's been in the past two seasons. I just don't yeah, think... And his confidence. I don't yeah, think he should go. He has no confidence. But Southgate will pick him. Let's be real. That's yeah. his favourite person on this entire planet. He will go... He will go to the World Cup. Sorry, that's my phone. Um, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Oh, here we go. Sorry about that. It's on silent. It's my alarm. Um, so yeah, let me tell you. I've got Stones, White, Gomez and Tamori, which is four of the same ones as you. And if we were starting in a, in a three-back, I'd have Stones, White and Gomez starting. And then a two-back, I'd have Stones and White. Yeah. Is that the same for you? Tomori, what about Tomori? Do you think he No, I would start? have Tomori in my starting. Instead of Gomez? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have Tomori. I don't care instead of who, I would just have him. The, the only reason I didn't put Tomori in there is because I hate I hate to be one of those people who says other leagues are, aren't as good as the Premier League. But Tomori plays in Syria. Obviously, he did win the league with Milan. He has a strong case for himself. But the Premier League is a whole different pace, and if you're if you're starting or you're playing in the Premier League and you're playing well, um, you that de- you should be starting. Obviously, Gomez he played really well against City, but then the game off they had a really. But really this bad is not game. the Premier League though. This is the World Cup. No, but it's arguably the it's the highest level f- of football in Europe. I think that's Champions League. Other than Champions League, yeah. I mean league wise. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, the, I I definitely should have one more in there, um. But I don't, I can't really decide who it would be. Maybe Guehi. We didn't talk about Guehi. Mark Way, he, he also for Crystal Palace, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. You don't no, think so? No. It's not like there's just so many other better than him, you know? What about Connor Cody? No. I would I would have James Tarkovsky over him. Or Tyrone Mings. That's someone that's... I would have Mings over him as well. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say his name because he's not been uh, what he was. I think he's fallen off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, but Mings is also playing for a hot form as the Villa right now. But one thing you got to know about Southgate is he doesn't take players who are on good form or base it on how they're playing in that current moment. He'll think, who's good for England? Who has been good for England? Who do I like? And he'll take them. That's why Maguire will go to the World Cup. That's a good thing and a bad thing. Who do I like is a bad thing because mm. it creates personal 
relationships between the coach and the player, the players, and he will pick them based off of how he views them. Yeah. If it's on the field, I get that. But if it's as per uh, people, mm. it, that's not a good thing. No. And again, you cannot only base it on form as well, because what is really important for national teams is that you have a group that is like one collective, you know, yeah. a unit. Yeah. especially because they don't play with each other on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. They actually play against each other on a daily basis. Yeah. Ben White plays against Stones, Gomez, yeah. and Harry Kane, and, and you know everyone, yeah. Foden as well. Yeah. Um, so you need to uh, to name the same players for yeah. the for the, uh, the World Cup. Definitely in terms Olympics. of having good chemistry, and yeah. if you're playing with each other every week, if you play with each other before, you have experience in these situations. They've gone far together, England, so they would have had that experience or... I get your point there, definitely. But should we move on to the midfielders? Yeah. Cool. Uh, can I start? Go on. I've got Jude Bellingham. And this is just... I'm just talking midfielders in general, so not wingers, like in, including left mids yeah. and right mids. No, I haven't got left mids, right mids. Okay. I've, only, I've got Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, mm-hmm. Declan Rice, James Madison, and Jordan Henderson for the experience and for yeah. the leadership father role on the team. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I have all five of those. Oh. And on top of that, I've actually got James Ward-Prowse, I think it will go as well. Mm. I, I, I don't think I consider that we can't we can't go without him because I not, not necessarily him. that we can't survive without him. Obviously, we have quality, but Ward Prowse is a quality player. Obviously, offers the same as Trent on dead balls, which is can be important in these one off games. But they James Madison games. is also a dead ball specialist. That that's why I I didn't pick James Ward Prowse because I was like it either has to be Madison or Ward Prowse, and then I just picked Madison. I, I, this is based off form. Yeah. I mean, you had more defenders than me, so I did have a little bit more yeah. space. But then I have one more centre midfielder, which yeah. is going to shock some people. And this has been a per- personal favourite player of mine for years. Um, and I know he won't go. But Ruben Loftus-Cheek mm. is a quality footballer. He's tall, he's strong, he's athletic. His ball control is second to none. And in again, as I said, in these one-off games, a player like Loftus-Cheek to win you those 50-50 battles, to take you that extra step, to give you that extra effort, that energy is definitely something we need. Even coming off the bench, he's an impact player. And l- let me say something. If it's a two-man midfield, he would be really good mm. alongside with Jude Bellingham. He's, he's, he is the definition of a box-to-box. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the thing is, right, when Liverpool... Not Liverpool, sorry. When England play a five-back, then they've got five defenders and then two defensive-minded midfielders. Obviously, Jude Bellingham is a box-to-box, but then they've got Rice. But then he won't play Trent on the right either. So then that sort of compensates for going forward. Negative football. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to the attack. Terrorist football, as Barbie calls it. I'm going to start with the, the wingers. I'm going to start with the left wingers. Okay. And keep in mind, some of these players can play on the right and on the left. Actually, all of my wingers, I do believe, yeah. can play either, either where. Yeah. I've got Foden, yeah. Sterling, and Rashford okay. as my wingers. All right. And just give me your right wingers as well. Uh, Bukayo Saka is the only one because Sterling can play right wing and so can Foden. Okay. So four wingers collectively. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, we've got the exact same ones. Oh, did, you didn't say Sancho, did you? No, I don't think he's. Okay. Go. I've got Saka, Sterling, Rashford, Grealish, Sancho, and Foden. Grealish. Yeah. That's a lot of wingers. It is. I guess some of them can play attacking the thi- midfielder. Yeah. The thing still. is with Foden, he can he can play a bit deeper. Grealish can also play deeper. Rash- reason- have you got Rashford? I've got Rashford. Yeah, he can play striker as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the reason I've gone with Grealish is because he is still a world-class player. Mm. He, yeah, um, and he's proven that many times. I'm, I'm not a player who likes Grealish. I always talk about his price tag and how he's been a flop. But in a particular situation like this, having somebody who can give you that moment of brilliance will give you that impact. And 
there isn't a better player right now who you would imagine would find their form for England than Jack Grealish because everyone loves him. It's his time to shine. He's a fan favorite, and I do I do genuinely believe having somebody like Grealish not only in the dressing room but um just off the bench is definitely someone. And then I just I just wanted to agree with you by the way about the Henderson thing. Yeah. Because I guess those midfielders are pretty much um. Uh, Obvious, yeah, and then obviously Jude Bellingham, and yeah, Henderson is definitely. I, I thought we were going to disagree on that. But no, yeah. for experience and yeah. for like leadership, you I definitely think he should go like there that. because yeah. people underestimate how yeah. important it is. You don't like uh, necessarily need him in the starting eleven or even to come off the bench, but just to travel with the team, be mm. there, yeah. and you know that, yeah. that's what you need. Yeah, I mean, if you watch these videos that many different national teams do, their camp, the the time they spend together. People people don't think about it that they're still people, and a lot of them are young. Yeah. A lot of them are a little bit older than us. Yeah. So having somebody like this is really really yeah. vital. Like let's Saka, Foden, they're all young. They're young. Mount Mount is arguably young as well. Yeah. Rashford is still young. Um, Jude James Bellingham is, is a little yeah, boy. He's yeah. in. He could be in school right now. Yeah. So yeah, let's go. Um, let's go to strikers. Yeah, I've go got on. two. I've got Harry Kane and I've got Ivan Tony. Okay. And uh, again, I had Rashford as a winger, but again, he can play striker. Mm-hmm. I do believe that I picked 27 players for this yeah. one. Okay. So Maguire goes out, and then yeah. this is my final. Uh... All right. So I have three strikers. Okay. Kane. Yeah. Tony. Yeah, good. And one more striker. Can you guess who it is? Uh, Not Tammy Abraham. Okay, I wasn't even thinking of him. Premier League. Uh, Bre- no. I don't know. Who is it? Callum Wilson. Oh, yeah. Newcastle. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought about him, but he's not going over Tony Arcane for me. For me, they all three go. Yeah. Because he's been re- playing really well this season. And Tony's got a lot. He's got good numbers. And Wilson has good numbers. But Wilson's doing it for a better team higher in the, in the league. And his, point, his goals mean points, which is what they're supposed to mean. And I had space for it. And I think, I think depth in the attack, especially because Kane... Kane is really, really good, but for the type of football I want to see England playing in this World Cup, I do feel like Callum Wilson does fit the. Fit yeah, the that's why I picked Tony because mm-hmm. I feel like he fits it more than Kane. Yeah, like he's a bit more uh, athletic mm-hmm. than Kane is. Uh, yeah. not a bit more, a lot more. Because if you have if you have so many defenders and then defensive minded midfielders and then a slow striker, yeah. So nowadays centre backs are getting quicker and quicker. We need to yeah. play quick football. Definitely think someone who can threaten that back line yeah. like Callum Wilson is good. Um, but who who of these wingers starts for you? Uh, l- let's do a whole formation. Okay. And and I'm- just before we do that, actually, so in terms of Sessegnon, so I I I take out Tyreek Mitchell and put in Sessegnon. Yeah. Um. And I just take out Maguire completely, yeah. and then I take out Pickford and put in. Uh, uh, Pope. Oh, sorry. Pope. Yeah, Pope. Yeah. Okay, so cool. my my start again. My formation is a five-two-three, mm-hmm. and my goalkeeper is uh, Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. To come off the bench, it is Nick Pope, mm-hmm. and obviously that's probably not gonna happen. But we never know. My right back is, uh, or this is, I guess, a wing back is Trent. Uh, Trivia could also play some games. He should play and start at least one game, mm-hmm. maybe against Iran mm-hmm. or against Wales. He could play. Um, and uh, my centre backs are Stones, Tomori, and oh, this is a hard one because we got Gomez, Smalling, and White. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Joe Gomez. Oh wow! Yeah, all, all right. of them, all of them could go in for me, really. Okay. Left back will be Luke Shaw starting, and then Sessegnon coming off the bench because mm. uh, he is also an impact player. He could, he can also play as a winger though. Yeah. 
my two center mids is going to be Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice. Yeah. And then my left wing is going to be Foden, Stryker, Kane, right wing, Saka. All right. Okay. We, it's, it, ours is pretty similar. Yeah. I've got Pope. And for me, Ben White is a no-brainer, especially on the right side of a three-back because he plays right back for Arsenal. He can move this way. And then that also means that Trent, who I have at right wing back. Did you have Trent as well, right wing back? Yeah. Um, he, he can get some cover, um, some extra cover. Wait, who do you say right centre back? Ben White. Ben White. Stones in the middle and then Joe Guizzi, Joe Gomez, yeah. left centre back. And then Trippier left wing back. Okay. Um, I think that a right footer can play on the left, a left footer can't play on the right. Jamie Carragher said that and I agree with it. Um, and I do think that if Why you have... Why is that? Why? I have no idea. I just agree with it. Um... Um, I've look. I've, I've, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a weird one that I don't really have justification for. But if you if you if you look at it, if you watch some YouTube videos about it, that it's just something that just um, when you watch build up play and the way teams play, um, naturally, a left footer, um, will struggle on the right side of um, on the right side of the a pitch. But yeah, not, trip- not the pitch, but the right back because we've yeah. seen Messi, arguably the best player ever, used mm. to be a right winger. Yeah. And oh yeah, sorry, Robin um, as well. I, I, right in back, terms of yeah. the back, yeah. my voice keeps cracking, man. But yeah, so that's my back five again. Like I said before, Trippier can play there. He has played there before. And if you have a defender who's playing that well, you cannot possibly um, bench leave him, him on the bench. Yeah. And then obviously I have Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice. I would potentially like to see Declan Rice dropped for either um, Wood Prowse or Loftus Cheek. Obviously, would be great. Madison. Anyone really who's a little bit more attacking. Ha- haven't minded. you got Mount in your World Cup squad? I have, I have. Okay, I'm, I, in terms of the starting eleven. Okay, yeah. Because that's re- it's a really negative um, midfield, unless you take into account that you've got two wingers who love going forward. So I guess there is there is a bit of compensation there. It really depends how we play, and then obviously Foden, Saka, and Kane. Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, on my paper though, I do have two other formations who I might watch. You might think are a little bit interesting, so I'm, I'm gonna rattle. Yeah, them we need, you need to hurry up a little bit, though. Okay, that's, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Okay. So in goal for my four three three, I've got Pope, White, Stones, and then I got Luke Shaw on the left, and Trippier on the right, and then I have Jude Bellingham with Declan Rice as the CDM. Okay. And then I have Madison, and I have Trent. Where? On the right, on the right side of central, on the right side of central midfield. Okay. Um. So almost a midfielder, but. The tactics would imply that he's So wait, what, what is your midfield right. formation? 4 3 3? 1 6, 1 8, and 1 10, and Trent would be the 8. Okay. And then Foden, Kane, Saka. Simply because I feel like, obviously, like you mentioned before, you can't experiment in a World Cup. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd like to see in a game the Liverpool. I keep saying Liverpool, it's just because we were talking about them beforehand. Um, where England are through or have secured points, or maybe Trent comes on, he changes at half time or something. That he tries Trent in a more offensive role and relieve him of his duties because as an England fan, seeing someone with so much potential going forward who can win you games, I would hate to see him wasted. Um, and then obviously the same front three as I said. And then the last one is Trippier right back, Shaw left back, Pope, Stones, White as usual, Foden on the left side of midfield because he can play there, Jude Bellingham and then Rice or Mount or Madison again, and then Trent on the right side of midfield, which would mean Saka would be dropped. Um, obviously not ideal, but um, the whole point of it is then also to have Callum Wilson and Kane up top, because then you can have one person together. Coming. Yeah, you didn't even say the formation. It's four four two. Sorry, four, two. it's a four four two. 
um, where you have Kane dropping dropping a bit more deep. He can play, play me. Kane. He can exactly, and then Wilson threatening that back line, pushing them back, that giving space. Um, so there's the, we have options. England have options. So Foden left mid. Yeah. Jude and then who Rice and then Rice. Trent or Mount or Madison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Ward Prowse. I would I, I, I would go Rice to give that defensive stability. Yeah. I would go with yeah, Rice in a four four two. That would make yeah. sense, especially because people don't think about the fact that Trippier is also very attacking minded. Yeah, he is. He doesn't get caught out as much as Trent. Um, but he would also need the cover. Yeah. So, yeah. That's is that good. where we wrap it up? That's where we wrap it up. That was good. Next week, we have got, by the way, the World Cup episode. And we're not going to have three topics. It's just World Cup. Unless something outrageous happens that we might men- t- mention it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's only going to be World Cup. Who do we think will win? We're going to make our predictions, actually. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. It's going to be the best episode. Mm-hmm. And be prepared for that because in the link in that video, there's going to be... Um, a link to a, a website that Peter found that gives you the whole bracket where you can predict it yourself and then you can go ahead and do that and let us know in the comments but we'll let you guys know about that next week please anything you gotta say any opinions you disagree with about the England or Europa League anything you think we missed out or you want us to do in the future let us know in the comments anything we did good as well yeah you agree we, we need it we need it because we're starting and we need the positivity yeah and then for you for you guys listening on Spotify keep here follow us rate us for you guys on YouTube go check out the Spotify and then the people on Spotify go check the YouTube we're all under the football zone so you can't search that and find anything else and Subscribe, yeah. subscribe, please. We need we need some subscribers. Yeah. We need to get up there. Oh, by the end of by the end of the football zone, I want one of those little things that KSI has. One of them little hundred K ones. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get there Play one buttons. day, inshallah. Yeah. One day. Thank um, you guys for watching, and we'll see you all in the next one.